0: today's episode is sponsored by our premium wix templates if you're totally stumped on how to build your own website but can't afford to hire a designer that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design sales formula copywriting and search engine optimization our premium wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is that you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula. And they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you wanna check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. So I recently came across a graphic that I thought was super interesting, but it was basically the process and the ladder of success that you have to climb from becoming from doing a hobby to being a business owner. And the ladder goes like this, and this is the different stages of the business process that we go through. So first we start something as a hobby, right? So for instance, for me, i love designing that was something that i always did so i started designing for fun like you guys may have known my myspace story when people ask me like why did i get into web design was i always interested in web design i always tell them the myspace story and that is basically back in eighth grade i always loved i was always creative i always loved you know graphics and i love always loved technology and when myspace came around Um, if you're old enough to know, if you're probably listening to a business podcast, I'm assuming that you were maybe around the MySpace times, but we had our little profiles, right? Just like Facebook, except we were able to be a lot more creative with it. We had like our almost like our own little website that we got to customize the colors, the fonts, the sounds, the music. And when I couldn't find the exact type of MySpace layout that I wanted, I decided to create my own. So I created my own. I learned my own HTML codes. I, you know, readjusted things, redesigned my own MySpace stuff. And I had a little website (laughs) that people used my layouts. And this was like eighth grade, ninth grade, like young, young doing this. So I did it, did it as a hobby, you can say. After doing something for a hobby, and let me like go over this real quick and then I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper in each of these categories. But first, basically you start something as a hobby, then you move on to a freelancer, then you move on to a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a CEO, and then a business owner. So hobby is something that you like to do and then you're like, wait, I can get paid for this. So I had the same realization when I um, graduated college. I went into marketing. I was working marketing full time. And then I realized like, wait, I can do this on the side. I can get paid for this even more. So I started freelancing, um, you know, different web designs, marketing, social media, things like that start being a freelancer. Then you build up your clientele enough where you can quit your full-time job and you can begin working for yourself full-time. And that's when you are a solopreneur. Then you keep working for yourself, you keep working for yourself, maybe you hire a VA, maybe have a couple team members, and then you become an entrepreneur. But the difference between an entrepreneur and a CEO is when you are an entrepreneur, you are still in the trenches, in the everyday, in the hustle bustle, working every day on the client projects. You're like really in the thick of things. Even if you have a team, you have people assisting you, but you're really in the thick of things. You have no time to think about the bigger picture. And then as an or er, CEO, then you have people doing the work for you. You're managing, making sure everything gets done correctly. You're looking at the bigger picture um of how to grow and scale your business. And then as a business owner, I'm just assuming you're just, you know, you're living your life, you come in when you want, you don't if you don't have to because it's kind of running for you. So I thought this would be an interesting podcast to talk about what's the role between, you know, entrepreneur versus CEO and what are the important tasks that you have to focus on as a CEO? And if you're curious about my journey, I feel like I was definitely in the entrepreneurship stage. Obviously, I hired my first team member beginning of 2019, um, really in the trenches of things. Um, And then mid-2019, I started looking at my business in a completely different way, and I started realizing the path that I needed to take in order to become a CEO. So... What I had to figure out, and this was me, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, really focusing on these things, is first figure out which offers we need to focus on. There are some offers that we're not bringing in as much money, we're not having that much results, so I decided to cut those out. So, um, before we were doing all sorts of digital marketing, website design, SEO, um, social media, graphics, all the things, so I decided to cut out social media and just really focus on websites and search engine optimization those are our money making um services right there those are the services that we were able to sell those were the services that people really needed so first i needed to just like you know hone in on one offer and not focus in on so many different things secondly You need to start creating systems and processes and training your team. Because as an entrepreneur, like I said, you are in the trenches. You are working every single day on client projects when you're not having that much time to focus on the bigger picture of your business. So in my road to becoming a CEO of my business... I really had to take a step back and I had to look at the systems and the processes that we were doing and how could I simplify things, how could I make things easier, how can I make things easier to manage. So if you're in this area, so something that I recommend is go back to one of my latest episodes um, when I talk about if you're just hiring a VA. In that episode, I talk about what you can do to kind of see what you're doing that you can have someone else do, right? See what you're doing in your every day that you can have someone else do and kind of let, give yourself a little bit more time. So if you feel like you are in the hustle bustle working 10 to 12 hour days, that was me, 2019, hello. Um, you need to take a step back and see what can you give to your team so you could focus on growing and scaling your business. So I'm not gonna go into it fully. Take a listen to that episode. Super, super good. It's a short one, but a good one. So as an entrepreneur, you know, going from freelancer to solopreneur um, and being an entrepreneur, I didn't have the right systems and processes set into place to make things easier. It was kind of like we got a project, you know, I gave a little bit of the project to one team member. I worked on the other team member. It was kind of like bundle jumbled together. But one thing that I did is we use Asana as our project management system. So what I did is I created a template in a step-by-step process that we were going to follow for every single client moving forward for website design. So I did like a, you know, the first week, the second week, and then under each week we had like the mini tasks that needed to be done. We had to, I know I created the process, I had to go back, readjust it, and as we had, you know, kind of projects come in those first six months, I had to readjust the systems and processes a little bit to really, make sure that it was perfected. And then I was able to train my team. But in Asana, what was really amazing is as I created these templates that I was able to easily replicate for every new project that we got under each tasks, I created like a little video tutorial for the team members to follow to make sure that everything is, you know, is going according to how I want it to be to at the level of excellence that I wanted it to be. So the journey from entrepreneur to CEO is, again, figuring out what offers to focus on and then creating systems and processes to make it super, super easy for yourself and then train your team right? And then after you feel like your team is ready to go, they are trained to handle these projects, then you could really start focusing and scaling um, your business. And that's where I feel like you kind of step into the role of CEO. And I really do feel like um, now in 2020 is super exciting that I feel like I'm finally stepping in and have stepped into more of the role of the CEO, because the role of an entrepreneur and the role of a CEO are completely, completely different. And I feel like it's it's exciting because I feel like, you know, you've worked so hard up to this point to get to this point that you feel, one, a sense of relief. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I finally got in here. I feel like you could have a little bit of breath of fresh air because as an entrepreneur, you're just like hustling, bustling all the time, working like crazy that when you step into CEO, you kind of are like, it's like, whoa, this, like, I have some extra time now. Like, I have some time to focus on things. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh. Because something that I think about, which is interesting, is that when we step into working for ourselves, a lot of people do it for the freedom, to have the freedom to do whatever they want, to have the freedom to make their own schedules, to, you know, spend more time with their family. But it is so easy to just get lost in growing and scaling your business, getting lost in the hustle and bustle of things. And we all know that quote that entrepreneurs are those crazy people that do not want to work 40 hours a week for other people, but they will work 80 hours for themselves in a heartbeat. And that was me for so long of getting to this point. And as I started stepping into CEO and what I, I feel like what accelerated my process even faster was like, okay, I started this for the freedom, but I'm hustling and bustling way more than when I worked a full-time job. You know what I mean? And because I don't know if you're like me, but talking to a lot of you, we get into our head sometimes and we get into our heads and you know, we kind of stop ourselves a little bit. We kind of stop ourselves and I talk about this in the VA episode about how you don't want to give certain tasks to other people because you're just like, oh, it's going to be faster, or easier if I get it done. But if you take that extra time in one week to train someone to create a video tutorial, you're going to get so much time back on your plate like that you don't even realize. So you really, really need to focus on training your team Creating the systems and processes because yes, in the moment, it's going to take a little extra time to do it, but once you do it and your team is trained and you have those processes set in place, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did it because now I feel like I have, I'm a little bit more free. I can take a breath of fresh air. So now, if you're stepping into the role of CEO, what does that even look like? What does that even mean? Because as an entrepreneur, you might have been in the role of entrepreneur for so long that you're like stepping out and you're like, whoa, so what am I supposed to do? Like what? Like, because you feel weird because you're not stuck in the daily hustle bustle of working on the client projects per se. So it feels a little bit weird, especially if you spent years working on it, right? So let's talk about the role of a CEO. I have my notes here, right here, but the CEO, this is, this is how you're supposed to view yourself in your business right now. As a CEO, you really need to make decisions that will positively impact the present state of your business and the future state of your business. You're always kind of looking at your business from a bird eye view, And first and foremost, you need to make sure to lead and manage your team to make sure that your team has everything that they need in order to get everything done efficiently, to get everything done perfectly. Make it easy for them. See what you can do to make the process easy for them. You need to lead your team. You need to encourage your team. You need to inspire your team and have them see the vision of the future. Then you need to take care of your customers sometimes. Yes, sometimes our teams help take care of the customers but we take care of our customers as well. We make sure everyone is satisfied. Customer satisfaction rate is on point. And then eventually, um, as you're building your team, you are able to hire managers who kind of help you manage the day-to-day work to make sure projects are getting done on time to make sure clients are happy. But, um, you know, that you could, you could be doing that as a CEO, And but then that's like the next step, I believe is to make to hiring people to do it for you. and that's where you kind of really take the role of the business owner. But another thing as a CEO is something that you're thinking about every single day is you are creating, you are planning and you are implementing the strategic direction of your business, right? So at the same time, you're looking at the bird's-eyed view, but at the same time, you're making sure that your day-to-day tasks are getting done, unless if you eventually end up hiring project managers, then um, they kind of step in that role for you. Then as your CEO, you really need to think about what 20% of activities produces 80% of our income. And I talk about this, if you go back to a few episodes, a couple months, um, I talk about is a four-week a four-hour work week possible, and in the four-hour work be- uh, sorry the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss the book he talks about the twenty eighty principle and you've probably heard this so much but this can be applied to business as well and once you realize what activities you know produce the most income you really got to make sure to focus on these every single week. And you're seeing how can you reach your goals, you make a plan, you relook at your goals all the time, and you're really focusing and honing in the 20% of activities that will help you produce the most amount of revenue. And some of these activities that C CEOs really take into, number one is networking, right? Networking goes a long way because you never know when and how networking can help you produce sales. So networking could look like going to various networking events, joining masterminds, going to mastermind dinners, going to various conferences, doing podcast interviews, even collaborating with other people and talking to your audience. Because the more people see you, the more people are going to remember you for what you do. They may not need your services in that moment, but the more they see you, the more they get to know you. Then when they need Your service, you're going to be the first person that they're going to think of. If their friend needs your service, you're going to be the first person that they think of. So it may not exactly pay off in that day, although sometimes it could and it has happened to me. By networking, it's going to pay dividends later down the road. But you have to be sure that you're networking at the right places, right? Because I'm sure you've had this feeling when you've walked into somewhere and you're just like I feel like I'm wasting time, this is not my people, these people are not going to spend money with me, this is not my target audience, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So while networking is super super important and it's very helpful, you do have to make sure that you're networking at the right places to make sure that you're reaching the right people for your product. Secondly, as a CEO, you really have to be the spokesperson of your brand, right? You're the person that people think of and look up to when they think of your brand. This helps grow your audience, grow your authority, and helps grow trust within people who, you know, are interested in your products and services. And just like networking, this might not pay off right away, in the second that you're doing, but in the long-term picture, it's going to pay dividends. And something that you can do, some activities that you can do to be the spokesperson of your brand is speaking at events, speaking in Facebook groups, speaking in uh, podcast interviews, doing press, getting, you know, featured in various articles, being quoted, you know, in somewhere relevant to your industry, writing for different publications, writing a book, hosting your own podcast things like that to really grow ex, your grow your presence online, expand your audience in everything that you do. Another money making activity for CEOs is selling your current offers, right? Where can you go and how can you sell your current offers? Can you go to businesses door to door? Can you, you know, do cold cold calls? Can you network in Facebook groups? How can you what can you do in order to you know, close those sales calls to get um, sales to your business. And you can kind of relook at your business and, you know, see what is doing really well and see what you can do in order to introduce new offers. So in the beginning, in the entrepreneur stage, it talked about really honing in and focusing on one offer to becoming really known for one thing. And then once you become known for that one thing, once people start trusting you, and you're making all of those sales, then you can see like, okay, what can we add to our service or what products can we add to help elevate our experience even more? And then lastly, one of the uh, last activities that I see a CEO doing is creating strategic partnerships. So there's a few various ways that you can do this. One is with referrals with your past clients, current clients, you know, creating a referral system that your clients know about that. If they, you know, bring someone your way, you're going to send them a good referral fee. The people that you network with, let them know about your referral process so that people have an incentive to you know, bring people to your company. Because if you tell someone, hey, I'm going to pay $300 in a referral uh, a referral check, if you bring someone my way, they're going to be a lot more um, dedicated to bringing you people and to recommending people your way versus someone else. Now, another way that you can, you know, create strategic partnerships is, for instance, we do website designs. We don't do social media management anymore. So something that I could do is I could go to, you know, various social media companies, you know, like a, like a few um, ones that I respect. And I know the people, I know that they do great work and we create partnerships like, Hey, we don't do social media, but if someone asks us to do social media, well, we're going to, you're going to be our first person that we're recommend We are going to recommend our clients to go to you and you know if someone asks you for website design we would love to be your recommended source in creating those partnerships for various aspects so you know for us we could do social media we could do facebook marketing we could do instagram management things like that that we don't personally do for our clients but you know if we, bring, if we are connected with a group of people that if our clients need someone, we're like, hey, yes, I have someone. And if we work together to help build our brands, it's going to be beneficial in the long run. So something basically as a CEO, you might've noticed a common thread here is, we are looking at our business long term bigger picture. What's going to help us grow not just right now, but long term. We're creating relationships, building our authority, building our brand so that we can continuously, you know, get new projects because for instance, I've been in business for a while. I've been showing up for a while for at least a few years. Where in the last, you know, month or two, I'm going to admit, I haven't been doing as I haven't been physically actively um, you know, trying to get sales as much as I have before. But even if with me not actively in the last month, just because it's summer, it's quarantine, Theo's home, you know what I mean? Um, I haven't been as actively, you know, doing the hustle of getting sales. But even though I haven't been doing it, we've still had sales come in. We've started new projects. You know, almost on the same level as when I was actively pursuing it a year ago, because I've built those dividends, those networking events, showing up on Instagram, showing up on various podcasts, working on building my brand and showing up is now paying dividends to me. Because I can take a little bit of time off and I don't have to worry about us not getting new projects in because they're consistently flowing in from the work that I did years prior. So that is basically the big picture of what you have to really focus on, on being a CEO. So I thought that graphic that I told you about in the beginning of the podcast was, really interesting and kind of shows you step by step of the ladder that you have to climb. So, what where are you? So again, it was you start at hobby, then it's freelancer, solopreneur, entrepreneur, CEO and then the owner. And I feel like the difference with the owner is that you really have your project management managers, people managing the business for you, managing your client projects, you have, you know, accounting and stuff like that and as the owners, I feel like you get to focus on the fun things. Um, but I'm super, super excited and happy to be in the CEO role. Finally, um, it's been years of working on this. I started as a freelancer. Gosh, I'm trying to remember how many years it has been now. Um, it's been a while. It's been a few years. And if you are in the trenches right now, keep working. But obviously, have the big picture in mind. Know what you need to work on. If you're, you know, if you're a freelancer, see how you can do this full time make a plan for how you're gonna get there full time. If you're already doing it full time, you know, how can you expand? How can you scale to hire a team to help you build your business even more? If you've already hired a, a VA or a couple people on your team, what can you do, you know, to to just be the project manager at this point? What can you do to help your team do the, all the projects, all the client work for you? And then once you're there is like, okay, how can you hire a project manager? How you how can you um, train them to do all of those things, and then you know really focus on building and expanding your reach? Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I had so much fun. I love this topic, and I will catch you guys next time.